Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin on the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. We saw each other last week. We did, and more excitingly, much more excitingly, we saw the Harry Potter plays. Um, yes, it was a very long day. It was, it was, but um, <laughs> they were excellent plays. I enjoyed them immensely. They were very good. It was like a magic show with a play. Oh, that was mad. Stuck. Yeah, I gotta say, I felt a bit like a kid. I was like, how did they do that? Magic. But yeah, very, very true to the, uh, very true to the Harry Potter spirit. I don't think you'd enjoy this if you hadn't read the books or seen the film, but. Um, Probably not. I think there are a lot of references that you may not get. But yeah, great fun. And we, we, we had we had Malaysian food, you mean Lucy. Yes, we did. Um your first time ever. My first time ever having Malaysian food. But my but with, with chopsticks. I saw that you were resorted to a fork. Uh yeah, because we don't really <laughs> eat rice with chopsticks in Malaysia, but yeah. <laughs> well we do in Bristol. Um that's what that's how we roll. Uh yeah, you're you're one time trying Malaysian food and you are basically the expert now, right? Yeah, I what I learned this season is that rendang should not be crispy. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll face the outcry of the everyone in Malaysia and Singapore yeah. or Indonesia. I say, if anyone ever listens to this podcast um in the future, that reference I think will be lost to the lost to time. <laughs> but um, uh it's a very exciting week uh for for us and for the Cinema going public as Avengers Infinity War was released in the UK this Thursday, which as you're listening, or as we release this episode, will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I believe that you people in America have to wait till Friday. I say you people, I have no idea if we have American listeners. Um, let's say we, let's say we do. Let's say we do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huge in America. Um, and to celebrate or to look forward to it, we are doing something called Avengers Reassemble. We are going to be, uh, well, well, we'll explain that more later, shall we? Um, yep. there's also finally, the films of Richard Gere. We say that, right, Colin? We say that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I've got a long list of Avengers that I need to cover. Okay. Um, and a Fast and the Furious quiz. Um, there are eight Fast and Furious films. But yeah. between us, we have seen zero of them, I believe. Yes, but we know that there are Fast and Furious fans out there. Yes, they're going to love it. But we start with some news. Um, go for some news, Asian. Uh So, Paramount Pictures is about to touch down on a deal to launch Rocketman. What is the Rocky bio, Man? The biopic on Elton John. Oh, yes. Starring yes. Uh, young uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's going places, he Mr. Taron Egerton. Um, yeah, he can sing as well because he sang in the, um, uh, the film Sing, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a bit on the nose, but yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did his own singing then. Um, um, yeah. I, I assume he did. I, I don't know. I had no idea if he was dubbed or not. I assume not. I'm sure he did. Um, this film is directed by Dexter Fletcher, who is also directing the Queen biopic. Oh yes, he's back in on that one, isn't he? This is his mm. his thing now. Is uh, it's a seventies musicians. Yeah, I mean, Queen, like, Queen's really more eighties, but um, they, they slipped into the seventies. Yeah, it's the thing nowadays, right? It's if it's not like a singer biopic, it's an author biopic, and when it's an author biopic, they'll put in you know things that the author will gain inspiration from in yes. their real lives, which doesn't really happen, but they're trying to squeeze it in anyway. Yeah, did you did you see becoming Jane? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Basically, it's... Imagine if Jane Austen's life had been exactly the same as Elizabeth Bennet's life. Um, and that, that, mm. that was essentially it. Although, Shakespeare in Love is fantastic. Big fan. Um, okay. Tarnation's a good, good actor. He's uh, very good in Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, and I'm a fan of Elton John's music as well. Yes. So, why not? Uh, so, this this will cover his uh, journey from his time as a prodigy at the Royal Academy of Music okay. to his enduring fame. This sounds like my story. Yeah. <laughs> what musical talent do you have, Colin? Um, I can play the flute, uh, I can sing, and I used to be able to play the piano. Okay, much better than I thought you would. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, you're a pianist, aren't you, Susan? Yeah, yeah, I can play the piano, and I can play three songs on the ukulele. Hey, there you go. Um, of course, Tara has co-starred with Elton John in, um, in Kingsman, The Golden Circle, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There you go. <laughs> I keep forgetting that Elton John was in that Kingsman. I tried to block him <laughs> out of my mind. That's, that's got to be weird, to play someone that you've acted on. Um, huge news, Dijan, huge news from the Triple X franchise. Uh, yeah. Vin Diesel, is, Vin Diesel is, is planning a fourth Triple X movie. What's the, uh, what's the plan title for it? I don't know. <laughs> XXX4. Yeah, XXXX, maybe. Um, a lot of people, I think, will be surprised to learn that there were three Triple X movies already. <laughs> but, uh, uh, did you know that Windows actually owns the rights to the Riddick franchise as well? 
Is that right? Yeah, so he owns... Yeah, he's trying to build an empire of um, film franchises starring himself. Well, he's, he's good as Groot. Um, he was. He's not... It's not a bad idea anyway. I mean, if those films... I mean... I have no idea how popular they were, but the first and Furious are very popular. They are very so, incredible. One of my questions in the quiz is why are these so popular? I mean, again, <laughs> I've not seen them, so well, it's not fair. But it's just a bunch of bold people driving off things, isn't it? Yeah, but who knows? There, there is a market for it, Colin. We are just missing that. Yeah. Well, maybe Triple X will be. We'll do that again. I'm, mm. I'm very, very, very excited. I have not seen any of the Triple X films. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, a Triple X quiz. <laughs> Um, what else you got? Uh, Steven Spielberg has an eye on directing a DC Comics movie. He has. I, I've written this. It's called Black Hawk. And then I was going to say, what is Black Hawk? Because I don't know. Yeah, um, I had no idea either. So I, all this is, comes from Wikipedia. Oh, you, so so you, actually, you actually bothered researching. I just, I was just going to ask you. <laughs> this is for the podcast, Colin. I had to do something because I know you're going to ask me. <laughs> it's true. Black Hawk is a wartime adventure series focusing on the titular Black Hawk who Which commanded... Uh, they battled the Axis powers, so I think World War Two. Cool. Yeah, they commanded a squadron of ace pilots known as the Blackhawks. Makes sense. Yep. So, uh, apart from the Axis powers that they battled, they had fantastic supervillains and war machines. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about Steven Spielberg. I mean, and DCEU. Has he, like, seen, like, the slate of films that came out from the DCEU universe and thought, Hey! I should join that. Although it sounds like a good universe to be part of. So many of their, uh, so many of their films are kind of they're now saying, "Oh, it's not actually going to be part of the uh, the main universe. It's going to be an offshoot." So I wonder if that's going to be the same thing again. Because mm. because uh, Wonder Woman pushed back to World War One, wasn't she? So uh, I guess yeah, th- I guess there's a gap here. Haven't come. Although presumably, I don't know what she was doing during World War Two. Whether we're going to find out in the sequel or, or I assume the sequel. I don't know when the sequel's based. Mm, can't remember. I remember reading it somewhere, but I forgot. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do war again, though. Um, no. Okay, so he's called Black Hawk, and he has a group of people called the Black Hawks. Uh, yes. That's got to be confusing, isn't it? It would be, yes. <laughs> he's not. He's not thought that through at all. Um, okay, I don't... I, I don't know anything about them. I don't even know whether they have any powers or not. I think they just fly planes. So considering how, how bad the DCU has been so far, the fact that they mm. could get this Spielberg on board, and the fact they got like Martin Scorsese as a as a producer on on the Joker origin, things like that, how are they managing that? They have the money. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg doesn't need money, does he? No, probably not. He, he has so many things coming up anyway. It's yeah. not like he has time to film this. So who knows? Maybe they're going to meetings and saying, Zack Snyder is no longer involved. I'm like, right, <laughs> sign here. Um, speaking of Wonder Woman 2, mm-hmm. Linda Carter might be in it. You might remember Linda Carter as the original, uh, possibly not original, but the, the most famous uh, Wonder Woman before. She played Wonder Woman oh, in, wow. the, in the TV series. A um, couple of things. Uh, I don't know if you were watching Supergirl at all. But um, she also plays the president in Supergirl. Oh, okay. In fact, Supergirl is pretty good at bringing back. So they've got Dean Cain, um, who was Superman in The New Adventures of Superman. He, he plays uh, her adoptive father. Uh, yep. The girl who plays Supergirl in the film Supergirl is, is play, plays her adoptive mother. Uh, they've brought yep. in Terry Hatcher, who was Lois Lane. And so they're, they're quite good at bringing back all that. But, uh, yeah. that is, it's, it's good, though. I think it's like a it's a nice tribute to them. Yeah, it's the, great. The, yeah. Hmm. And let's face it, Dean Cain's not getting work anywhere else, so that's good. Um, but yeah, but Lin- I saw I saw the quote from Linda Carter, and she said, oh, yeah, um, uh, Patty Jenkins wants her in the sequel. And they said, it depends if um, if Warner Brothers are prepared to spend the money. Like, considering the budget of Wonder Woman 2, how much money is going to be spent on bringing in Linda Carter? Yeah, exactly. I I don't think for a major role either, right? So no, I mean it's not like okay, we've got this all planned out. Can we eke out another? I don't know how much I'm going to play Linda Carter. Hundred grand, mm. a million. How how much? I don't know how much movie stars get paid. Anyway, you can you can be on the edge of your seat for that one. Um, so the Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn has landed his director. Uh, yes, Kathy Yan. Kathy Yan who I've no idea, um, I've not heard of her directing anything else, to be fair. But she's apparently penning the screenplay as well. Well, yes, I, I looked her up on, on the IMDb. See, I did so some, you actually looked up something I did some research, once, yeah. Colin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she'd done nothing I'd come close to hearing of. So, yeah, she's she's, she's new. I don't know why, I don't know how she got involved in this, but fair enough. Mm. Um, yeah, co-writing with Christina Hodgson, allegedly. Who wrote, who's writing Bumblebee. Yes. 
Yeah, or, or probably already written Bumblebee because I think they're yeah, I think they're shooting. If, um, although I read elsewhere that Christina Hodson is going to be writing Batgirl, so obviously they're all connected. Batgirl, Birds of Prey, and all this. So, uh, oh. um, so there's a couple of slightly contradictory things out there. Um, yeah, taking over from Joss Whedon, right? Who is supposed to be writing it as well? That's right. Mm. They clearly think yeah, Wonder Woman was good. Let's let's do, let's focus on the women. That's, that's the way to go. Uh, well, maybe that's the way DC should go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you look at the films they've made. The best ones are the ones. Well, the best one is the one starring a woman. Um, Isn't what they try to do anyway? They try to copy what Marvel is doing, or try to um, copy what has been done before. They chose a dark and gritty thing because they wanted to emulate what the Dark Knight did. Yeah. They did they, they wanted to do a fun uh villains turn good guys like the Guardians of the Galaxy, so that's what happened to Suicide Squad. Uh mm. <laughs> they wanted to put everyone together in a huge romp like the Avengers so yes. they had Justice League. Justice uh, Avengers, so yes. just to emulate what was successful in the past was a female led uh film. Let's do everything uh <laughs> female led based then. In fairness Marvel are, are way behind on that aren't they? So you got uh, Captain Marvel next year. Yeah, that's true. Black Widow eventually at some point. Um, they've been a bit slow on it. To but yeah, I guess, I mean, Suicide Squad was bad, but Margaret Robbie was okay in it, I guess. I guess. Yeah, she was probably the best thing in Suicide Squad. I mean, once you get past the fact that she essentially is having a mental breakdown. Um, yeah. It's, it's all good. Yeah, um, she's a good actress, though, so I'll give her that. Yes. She's very good in uh, I, Tonya. Um, the It sequel. Yes. James McAvoy and Bill Hader are being are either in it or will be in it or might yeah. be in it. Uh, they're very good actors. You've not seen the first I've not seen the first one. Yet, I right? won't see the second one. But it's moving news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James McAvoy is uh, supposedly playing the, the Losers Club leader. Okay. Bill. So- and Bill Hader will be playing Richie, which is the more the wise-ass um, kid. Okay. Is that the Stranger Things boy? Yeah, that was the Stranger Things boy, yeah. Okay. And Jessica Chastain has really signed up for it as well. Yeah, she's in. So, so mm. they're getting some big names, I guess because it was huge, so they, it they, was. they can. Uh, yeah, why not, right? Fair enough. Um, that's all the news I have. Do you have more news? Yeah, just uh, one more. Speaking of Stephen King uh, remakes, oh, yes. they are remaking Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Jason Clark is uh, has signed up to play the the main role, Doctor of Dr. Lewis Creed. You know- may remember Jason Clark from... Terminator Genesis as John Connor. He's also um, there's a film called um, I'm going I think it's Chattaquiddick Chappaquiddick that's wrong um, he plays uh, Ted Kennedy it, which it hasn't been released over here um, but it looks quite good it's him and Kate Mara, uh, Mara. but no, Ted Kennedy was basically implicated in the death of a, of a girl uh, in his, when he drove his car into a river or something okay. uh, in a place called Chappaquiddick or something like that anyway so uh, that seems quite a meaty role for him to take on so it looks like he's a uh, yeah, you have you seen the original? I don't think you have, right? Uh, no. Is the only Stephen King film you saw was The Shining? Is that right? Uh, no, I've seen uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I've oh yeah, that's true. Everyone's seen the Shawshank uh, Redemption. I've seen Apt Pupil. I've seen Stand by Me. Yeah. Oh, basically, basically not all the ones. Yeah, films. all the ones aren't horror plus The Shining. Um, yeah, plus The Shining. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, uh, um, The Running Man. That was based off him as he, when he writes under a different name, which is Richard Bachman, I think. Yep, the Green Mall. Uh, I saw the first half of the Green Mall, and then okay. the guy started like breathing flies or something. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, we move on to the, our, our segment to see or not to Z. We talk about a film that we have seen recently, and whether you, the listener, should see it or you should not Z it. Uh, Zijan, have you got one? Ah, oh, I forgot to write this down. Okay. <laughs> my, my, my spreadsheet is empty. I should have written oh, it down. But I've seen... So, apart from A Quiet Place, which I saw with you last week. Yeah, it was uh, it was very good. The bits I actually had my eyes open for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Love, Simon. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. How, um, how was that? It's, yeah, it's being touted as... Um, because it's one of the first... Uh, main studio offerings featuring a gay teen nature as the main character. Okay. Yeah, it's the first time ever. And it's uh, it's a really first good... Time ever. Right, yeah, first what, time what, ever. Why should I say I'm going to try and think of a, a counterexample. Yeah, go on. You, you, you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, basically it's a story about um, this guy called Simon 
and who is gay and he he writes it's about it's about his coming out process really okay ultimately this film is about his coming out process you know his uh, ups and downs in high schools yes. etc he has parents played by Jennifer Garner oh yes and wow. Josh Duhamel Jennifer Garner yeah wow Jennifer Garner doesn't seem old enough to play his parent his mum but I guess she probably is mm, yeah and then yeah and yeah it's a very it's a very touching film it's a very moving film it's gotten great um, reviews uh, a lot I think a lot of kids who have seen the film have um, come out to their parents etc okay. so I think it's doing it's, it's doing great for it and I've seen it it's a very very it's a good film it's a very good film I enjoy it a lot there's a lot of heart excellent would you accept so, Moonlight yeah. as a counter example uh, well because the film is split into three uh, three phases isn't it so yes him as a kid and him as a teen and him as an, a, an adult yeah it's not really focusing on him as a teen wow. I guess harsh okay yeah. um, I have seen the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society uh, which is a film starring Lily James. Um, it's based on a book, which I think is based on on reality. Um, so it's a uh, just after the war, um, Second World War. There's a female writer who is looking for inspiration. I think and visits Guernsey, um, which was occupied. Uh, did you know the Channel Islands were occupied by Nazis in the in the Second World War? No, I didn't know that. No, not feel. No, I don't don't know that. Um, Anyway, so she visits there um, and kind of gets to know local community. Wants to write a book about it, um, but the, the local community have formed this Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society, and they, they've read her. Um, in fact, they haven't read her books. So I think she brings a book with her so they can read it. But um, they, they end up with one of her books and found her address. And, um, it's based on a, I say, on a book which, in fact, my brother uh, read before publication, um, which I, I, was, mm. I was impressed by. Um, and just to see, show I'm equally impressive, I saw this film before release um, with the. The good people of the Times. Me oh wow! Okay, in the literally the worst seat in the cinema, uh, front row, far right. Ah, oh, that is awful. If you think that Lily James and Matthew Good are, look, are good-looking people, try seeing <laughs> them from that angle. They look very strange. Um, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed it. I think it was it was fairly uh, formulaic. You, you could see where it was going. From a long way off, but it's good performances. Lee James is always good. Um, as is Matthew Good, the, the guy that I can't remember is, is a Dutch chap who's in Game of Thrones, was playing the romantic lead. Everyone's from the Game of Thrones, yeah. Probably. Well, actually, most of the people in this were from, from uh, Downton Abbey, but uh, oh, okay. with, with a bit of Game of Thrones thrown in. Um, I, I'd say the main weakness for me was that the ending was very obvious where they're going, and they took a long time to get there. I think the, the last 20 minutes or so could have been condensed into five, I think. But, um, Mm. It's a game mixed reviews. I think I've seen a four star review somewhere, maybe the Empire. Um, and the Times gave it one star, so it's splitting opinion. I'd say it's not vital to watch this one. Okay, all right, there you go. Uh, we move on to, our, and I'm, I'm moving things around, Zijan. So we're going to talk about the films of Richard Gere. It's going. <laughs> uh, so l- well, long, poor Richard. <laughs> long term, finally got round to you. Uh, listeners, to the last couple of episodes will will know that we have promised faithfully that we'll talk about Richard Gere films um, in our Actor Factor segment where we talk about the films of particular actor um, and we've skipped him because we've run out of time but we're going to do it now it's happening Look, looking at all the films that I've seen of Richard Gere Colin oh, yes. I'm pretty sure I could have done him in like uh, 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> because I fit him in quite easily in the previous two sessions okay I've seen two films <laughs> right um, so can I Richard guess what they are yes go on uh, Chicago yes Pretty Woman Yep. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Um, we, we, I'm sure. In fact, we've already talked about Chicago at length uh, previously. I think on a couple of occasions. Um, we probably have. Yeah. So tell me about Pretty Woman. We have talked about. We've spoken about Pretty Woman. Have well, we? We're talking about the Julia Roberts <laughs> round. Oh, we did. In which case, you shut up. I'll talk for a bit. Um, go I, on. I've seen, I'm happy to. I've seen a whole eight Richard Gere films, including both uh-huh. of those. Um, let's see. Oh, you've never seen uh, an officer, no gentleman. Um, I guess was his one of his first big roles. Um, you'll you'll know the scene where he uh, he picks up the girl and carries her out of the out of the factory. Was uh, love lift us up where we belong is being played. It's very mm. been parried a lot. Um, it's surprisingly um, surprisingly dark film. I think if people who haven't seen it would we'll, we'll be very surprised. So without giving away too much, th- th- there are some fairly um, well, yeah dark events happening in this. Um, so it's not just a kind of plain romantic comedy. I think it's really good, actually, big fan. Um, surprisingly similar in storyline to Police Academy, if you've ever seen that. Um, 
I've seen Police Academy. Yeah. I like Police Academy. So I, Police Academy is a very different film. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the narrative structure is quite similar. Uh, uh, Runaway Bride, the the re reteaming of um, of Ju- with Julie Roberts. Um, it's, it's not a sequel, isn't it? It's not a sequel. No, different character. I always thought there was a sequel oh, really? for some reason. Okay. Yeah. No, it's another round of It's it's not a hundred miles away from it, but um, because they didn't get married in the end of Pretty Woman, did they? Uh no. Mm, yeah. So I thought yeah, they, they didn't sense. get married and then yeah, she she got cold feet in the end. Yeah. Well mm. so so G. Roberts um plays a character who marries oh sorry no, who has lots of weddings but and you'll guess this from the title, runs away. Um Richard <laughs> yes, you do. Richard Gere is a journalist who visits to find out more about it and write about it. I won't spoil where the plot goes. Maybe they fall in love. Um <laughs> I'm Not There is a very weird film uh, theoretically about Bob Dylan but not really where I think eight different people play different facets of Bob Dylan's character at different times uh, all in black and white Uh, the best of them is Kate Blanchett uh, playing him actually the one who looks most like him oddly Um, but I think my favourite on the list might be um, Primal Fear which I saw for the first time very recently so maybe that's why it's still uh, favorite. So I think it was Ed Norton's Edward Norton's first ever film. Yep. Um, Richard Gere plays uh, a lawyer, and he, this is, uh, Ed Norton plays this guy who is accused of murdering a priest. Um, and it's yeah, just a really great. Um, I mean, it's kind of courtroom drama at times. Not too much courtroom stuff, but it's trying to investigate a bit of big character piece. Um, it's got some great twists that I won't spoil here. But I'd say that might be my favorite. My least favorite of the list is probably a film called Arbitrage. Uh, which I only watched because it was called Arbitrage and it sounded actuarial. <laughs> I remember almost nothing about it. Uh, I think Richard uh, Gere kills someone and tries to hide that he killed someone or something like that. Oh, that, sounds... that, that might not be what happened. I basically remember him being in a car that crashed. Um, that, was, that sounds amazing, yeah. yeah. Which is your favourite Richard Gere film? Uh, out of the two. Yeah. It's quite difficult because both are very good films. On yeah, own, it's right, true. To be fair, true. yeah. So I, I, I think I prefer Chicago because it's more recent, and I have recency bias. I remember that more clearly uh, than Pretty Woman. But I know they are both not bad films. Anyway, there we go. Um, the definitive career of Richard Gere uh, <laughs> done in less than five minutes. <laughs> we could easily fit that in. Um, who's Who's the next actor? Factor actor? Um, James Franco. Ah, I just watched The Disaster Artist um, yeah, the other week, which so. is very good. So, a sneak, sneak preview of that. Okay, so we move on to the main topic of today Avengers Reassemble. Give me a little. I, I'm sure when you record a podcast, you're supposed to kind of give like hints of what's to come to keep the listeners hooked. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. And now this is where we put the hook in, uh, yes. or, or reel, reel the fish in, or something. Do it, Colin. Do it. I will. So we all know the Avengers. We love the Avengers, unless Simon is listening, in which case he's probably fast forwarding to this. But don't, Simon, stop. This is going to be good. Um, what happens if the Avengers were replaced by characters that those actors have played? So we've got the whole team of Avengers, but they're not playing. They're not. They're not playing. Uh, um, the Hulk or Captain America or Iron Man, they're playing their other characters, but they're still mm-hmm. avenging. Uh, the yeah. way it's going to work is we're going to um, take in... Well, we're going to go through the characters. Uh, we're going to take it in turns to, be the, to suggest who we think should be that in that Avengers team, decide who's made the better choice, and then form the definitive team from those decisions. Uh, yes. We start with Robert Downey Jr. I'll go first, and I've chosen Sherlock Holmes from the film Sherlock Holmes. Oh, this could be so awkward, Colin. <laughs> Um, I've, so for all of these I've made second choices um, so that yeah for some of these I've only had one choice okay well, let me go on Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> solid preparation well once I that I'll explain why I've chosen Sherlock Holmes from the film Sherlock Holmes um, so not only is he one of the most intelligent people around uh, in this version of Sherlock Holmes film he's he's very good with his fists as well he knows how to fight you get to see him doing a uh, Kind of uh, seeing what the opponent's going to do, a bit like um, Iron Man did in Captain in, in Civil War. In fact, he uh, he knew exactly what Captain America was going to do because he studied his style. So, um, other than the drug addiction, which might take the edge off, um, I think that's a pretty that's, that's that's hard to beat. I'm going to say. Yeah, um, I think so too. Because he was my first choice right. as well. Okay. <laughs> first, first and only choice. <laughs> well, it's gone really well so far. <laughs> well, looking at the list of films that Mr. Robert Downey Jr. has come up with. Yes. I would say the best counterpart for Sherlock Holmes 
would be uh, Charlie Chaplin. I, I was considering Charlie Chaplin. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure how much use he'd be, but he'd keep people entertained, wouldn't he? He would be, yeah. He, he would dis- he'd be the one doing the distracting. Yes. Wow, what's that funny man doing with a walking stick? Exactly. Biff. And you know, the Charlie Chaplin, the character, he, he is quite impervious to damage, isn't he? Like, to, to comedy accidents. Well, this is very meta. You're going as Robert Downey Jr. playing Charlie Chaplin, playing the little Trump. That's, yeah, exactly. Right. Wow, levels. In fact, exactly. So my, my back- pretty much invulnerable <laughs> to anything. My backup was Kirk Lazarus from the film Tropic Thunder, uh, which is only because I think it's amazing that Robert Downey Jr. got Oscar nominated for playing a role where he blanked up. Um, <laughs> quite recently. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Chris Evans. Yes, so for me, Chris Evans, I've chosen his role as uh, Lucas Lee from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Okay, why is that? Because he's a pro actor slash stunt artist. He has a, he has a ton of stunt artists behind him, yes. which can uh, act as his bodyguards. Everyone that looks exactly like him and can punch as hard as him. Uh, and he has a, he's a skateboarder as well, so That's he's quite useful. speedy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You never know where you need to run away on pair wheels. So I, I, I must say, he, he was my backup actually. Um, I say he has the weakness that uh, whenever, well, as as exploited in Scott Pilgrim, I seem to remember, is that he was um, he's a bit full of himself. Yeah, when when a woman was watching. Hmm. Um, but so long as no one's watching him, he'll be fine. <laughs> he just needs his entourage of um uh, of. He does doubles, stunt doubles. Yeah, okay. he comes with that. Okay, so my choice was uh, Johnny Storm from Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. I think in, he's got the experience of battling villains successfully. He has superpowers. He he can make flame. This I'm pretty sure Johnny Storm has the same problem as Lucas Lee, though. I'm pretty sure if a pre woman was looking at him, that is true. He would suffer from the same consequences. And and now I think about it. In those in those films, he did he didn't work well in a team, did he? No, not really. Okay, Lucas Lee, it is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is a uh, this is some proper rigorous scientific. Uh, I know we yeah, are doing this. We we, we we should draw up like a a, a proper drafting system <laughs> next time. <laughs> um, next, we have Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, this is where he obviously plays um, Doctor Strange. But I have chosen uh, Alan Turing from the Imitation Game. Uh, Plus, yeah, very, very intelligent again. I've, I've gone to, for the intellectual route to begin with. It looks like um, so. Obviously, the inventor of of the Enigma machine in the Imitation Game, but also kind of the father of modern computing. Um, in fairness, I guess if you're fighting villains, you don't need that much modern computing. But I think his his um, genius level intelligence will be what what the team needs. Yeah, that, that's quite fair. My bad, it comes back choice. I have two, and neither of them were Alan Turing. Okay, my first one was a uh, Smog from The Hobbit. Okay, because he's a dragon. Yes, That's the end of it. <laughs> you, you're not getting Smaug to um to to join a team, are you? As soon, he's a giant dragon. Yeah, but you want you're fighting a villain. Some, as soon as he sees some gold, he's out there, isn't he? That's... What if the gold belongs to the villain? <laughs> what if you throw a gold at the villain? Yeah, I mean, then... okay. If the villain is Goldfinger, then we can yes. list Smaug in any other yes. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah, let's go with Alan Turing then. Alan Turing. My backup was William Pitt, which wasn't a great backup. Um, so. My backup was Khan from Star Trek Into Darkness. You, you want to get a villain on the team? I know. Wow. He, 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 he is ambitious. <laughs> They're both ambitious so people. You can't argue with that. Um, okay, so next we have Samuel L. Jackson, the, the Nick Fury in the in the Avengers. Uh, who have you gone for? Oh no. Nope. It's been missed. Oh no! Because it wasn't in the original list of. Uh, he wasn't. It was your your additional suggestion. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. That's the thing. I missed that. Um, can I tell you who you've almost certainly gone for though? Yes. Frozone from The Incredibles. Ah yes, <laughs> that would be him. Um, tell me why you've chosen Frozone from The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> because he controls ice, and he can create like uh, ice platforms. Basically, he is exactly like Iceman from the X-Men. Yes. Except he has a very domineering wife. Or like uh, Elsa from Frozen. Um, no, yep, if you go for that, yes. Um, I've gone for uh, Mace Windu from Star Wars Episode 2. Ah, oh, yes. I've deliberately, I've deliberately not chosen Episode 3 because he dies in that one. But I think Episode 2 is the one that um, I want to pick him from. So he, he has he has a lightsaber. I mean, that's, I probably don't need to say any more than that. But um, he also has force powers. Mm, that, that is true. Ice powers versus force powers. 
it depends on how powerful Frozen is, but I think I the, from the sorry, Incredibles, he isn't as powerful because Iceman is one of the most powerful mutants in the X Men universe. Yeah. Because he literally can't die, he can because he's made out okay. of ice itself. Yeah, Fro- yeah Frozen. Con- Frozen is Frozen. Yeah. Basically, The Incredibles has constructed some fairly odd scenarios that allow. Also, so he makes all these big kind of like waves to skate along, or whatever else. Mm. He's flooding cities, isn't he? He's ruining places. Mm. Yeah. Where, wow. Whereas Mace Windu, I mean, fair enough, you get conned by the Emperor in the end, but he's in, in Episode Two. I reckon he's the one to go for. How I persuaded you. Yeah, I agree with that. Excellent. Um, we move on then to uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, who was obviously Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. I feel in order to get a bit more racial diversity in the team, I'm going for Major from Ghost in the Shell. Because as we all know... <laughs> <laughs> she plays a very good Asian. She plays an Asian in a, uh, in a Caucasian <laughs> body. Well, so what can she do in uh, that? Um, she can jump off things um, yep. and she's very good at fighting she can turn invisible uh, I believe she can hack into various things using her, her mind um, so if if in this modern modern days of, of villain warfare hacking is always very useful that, that is true that is true I didn't know how serious you were in this like forming Avengers team because I picked the characters that was in fun to be I a part say, of a team I get, I get less serious as we go because <laughs> um. <laughs> my choice for Scarlett Johansson is uh, Ka from Jungle Book I like that actually <laughs> yeah because not only does she, you know she is um, manipulative she has hypnotic powers as well yes because her yeah the eyes can hypnotize you so she can control what people are doing. Uh, yeah, so if she's in, in front of... Um, I can't remember the ghost in the shell person. She just hypnotizes her and that's it. Yeah. Against all logic, I'm with you. Let's go, Carl. Right, exactly. <laughs> my, my backup was Kelly Foster from We Bought a Zoo. So I, I really was... Um... <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't choose like Samantha from her. I, I was toying with it. I just don't think that she's very useful a disembodied on a team. Voice, <laughs> a disembodied voice. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. The Mighty Thor. Chris. Yeah. Uh, is it me going first? It is you going first. <laughs> this is tricky. Um, I chose uh, Kevin Backman from Ghostbusters. Okay, isn't he a secretary? He is a secretary. <laughs> no, nothing wrong you with secretaries? Exactly, Colin. <laughs> you need someone to jot down all the details <laughs> of your exploits. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <laughs> and looks good as well while doing he that. He does look good. You can't, I mean, in fairness, they all look... He, he looks the same in most roles, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've gone for James Hunt in the film Rush, uh, in case you need to have someone who someone who drives really fast. Now I think about it, yeah, no, he, I mean he did he drank a lot of alcohol and, and stuff as well, but he drove really fast. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't he die in the end of the film? I don't think he. Did. I think I spent the entire film thinking he was going to die, and then it turned yeah. out I was getting him mixed up with um, Senna. Senna, yeah. So, so, a tough choice. <laughs> that is very tough. I mean, like, you know, the 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 one in Ghostbusters, he, he's used to seeing strange and peculiar things That's true. in his life. Yeah, like, it wouldn't shock him if a giant alien comes down from... But then space. James Hunt has better hair, so it's... Uh... That is true. Let's, let's go ahead and draw, then. <laughs> uh, we, we need to be... T- okay, um, I can't remember the name of yours. What was it called? Kevin Backman. I'll give, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Kevin Backman. Kevin Backman. Okay. Yes. And, uh, okay. It's going to be a great list. <laughs> uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, yes. I've gone for Dylan Rhodes from Now You See Me. No. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. No, bear- he better not win, Colin. He better not win at all. No, bear with me here because I know you hate that no. film. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not saying I like it either. Um, but accepting that this character is the character that's portrayed in that film, however illogical that is, this is a character who can make basically anything happen. He can do amazing magic, he can set up whole conspiracy things, uh, he can twist logic, turn logic on his head, and that's what you need. Yeah, yeah, he made a film illogical. Exactly. That's the, yeah, that's true, yeah. I'm not going to give my... my, my, my I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, okay. I can't beat that. No one... My... my oh, yeah. Okay. My my characters are all very logical people who <laughs> works within the finance of what a film should be, a yeah. good film should be. When they're all being beaten by this mega villain, suddenly Dylan Rose turns up and it's all turns out the mega villain was always a hamster or something, I don't know. Um, it'd be fun. 
uh, on a carousel. Okay. And, and who's your Mark Ruffalo? Uh, I was choosing uh, Dave Schultz from Foxcatcher because he was a wrestler. That was my backup, actually. I thought he'd do. Mm. Um, although, it's kind of thing that I think if you were kind of back in the days of, of the first of the Marvel films, a wrestler is quite useful. Yes. By the Avengers Infinity War, a wrestler is just dying in seconds. <laughs> so. Well, you say that, but Hawkeye is still around. Well, is he? Um, well, we should, for now. We should discover. Okay, uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, is it cheating <laughs> if I choose Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec? Um, I was going just films, but let's 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 not pretend there are rules here. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, uh, come on, it's Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. He again. Okay. He is um, he's just like Charlie Chaplin. He's impervious to any damage because he doesn't <laughs> really uh, care much about that, or he doesn't really bother him that much about that. So uh, okay. yes, he can play multiple roles. He is very good in disguises. Okay, he can pretend he, to be from the FBI, I see. He can pretend to be an FBI. He has a black belt in something in karate. Oh, he does, yes. Mm-hmm. He plays guitar. He, he hosted a TV show. Yeah. So he has multiple talents. Or, he's good in this no, guy. None, espionage. None of which are useful, apart from the FBI one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's espionage. You know, he could pretend to be part of Thanos' okay. lackeys. But but there's no um, there's no Orby Plaza in the Avengers. Do you think um, Do you think uh, no. Andy Dwyer is going to be happy without uh, without April Ludgate? That's true. Though Andy Dwyer without April is not really. Yeah, mm. I agree on that. Andy Dwyer without April is a bit okay. not fun. Um, imagine if you will that the the villain unleashes dinosaurs on us. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have but Owen from Jurassic World to uh, to sort out the problem? <laughs> I imagine he can bring that those skills to bear on any kind of predatorial beast. So um, so I've gone Owen. Yeah, I think yeah that 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 should win. My my second choice was uh, Emmett from the Lego Movie. Okay. <laughs> just in case you want something to step on, just in okay. you know, when Thanos was, didn't, was not looking, he stepped on the Lego, and that was Emmett. Yes. My, my second choice was Scott Hadbo from Moneyball, so he could just hit someone with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give it to uh, Owen. Owen, excellent. Uh, okay, uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, I have gone for Brant from Mission Impossible 4. Um, mm-hmm. You'll notice I've gone for Mission Impossible 4 rather than Mission Impossible 5 because in Mission Impossible 4 they were trying to make him the new Tom Cruise and gave them cool stuff to do. And then by Mission Impossible 5 they decided not to bother anymore. <laughs> because Tom Cruise Tom, decided to stay. Yes, basically. Um, um, he can do spy stuff. He can... In fairness... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that cool Mission Impossible thing where they kind of drop down and then they put their arm I'm, I'm doing it now which isn't very helpful but uh, they kind of drop down and they spread themselves out yeah yeah yeah. he was the one who did it in Mission Impossible 4 it's the only Mission Impossible Tom Cruise didn't do it mm. um, I've gone <laughs> yeah I've gone for Ian Donnelly from Arrival yeah that was my backup he's a physicist like like all the smart people, he tried to decipher what um, the aliens were talking about. So he's super, super smart. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult to disagree. I mean, although I like Mission Impossible, yeah, I think Ian. In- just imagine him and Alan Turing bouncing off each other. That'd oh, be a- that'd be so good, right? He's in. Why not? Nailed it. Okay, um, Zoe Saldana. Ah, I've gone for Neytiri from Avatar. Okay. She is the the um the daughter of the tribes leader, I think, and she is very good with a bow and arrow. Extremely good with a bow and arrow. She saved um. Now that now that we don't character. now that we don't have Hawkeye anymore, we need a bow and arrow guy. Exactly. Or, or yeah. Yes. She uh, she saved like the main character. I can't remember his name from like three wolves right at the beginning, and yeah. she rides on a butterfly like dragon thing <laughs> called an ikran. So what else can beat that? Nothing. It's a that. strong argument. Uh, my only question would be, would she survive on Earth? She probably will. <laughs> it's worth a try, isn't it? <laughs> are, we, are we assuming that it's going to be on Earth? Oh, that's true. Oh, we need to, yeah. So I've, I've actually gone um, space. I've gone Uluru from Star Trek. Yeah. Um, what can she do? What is Uluru? It's not Uluru. Is that right? Uhuru. Uhuru. I've gone for the A is rock, apparently, uh, which is Uluru. I went Uhuru. <laughs> <laughs> you may as well go as, as A is as, rock, Colin. I'm going to start on as A is rock. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> um, every great vi- uh, team of heroes needs someone who's got a weird skin colour. Zoe Saldana plays that role uh, as, Gam- as Gamora. She can do it as Uhuru. Um, Isn't Uhuru the same colour as... She's blue, I think. 
Oh, no, she blue or she green? Mm, oh, she's blue. not. No, sorry, that was my backup, wasn't it? Yes, Natiri is blue. <laughs> basically, I'm just, make, I'm just making. <laughs> oh. No, basically, I'm just making the argument for your card return for Avatar. Oh, thanks, thanks, Colin. Well, that seems pretty definitive. Natiri, <laughs> 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 it is. Let's move on quickly to Paul Bettany. No, yes, no, Paul Rudd. Sorry, I've got my Pauls in the order. Go on. Um, where I have gone for Cactus Bill from the film Mute, um, which is a recent film on Netflix. Um, Cactus Bill uh, is basically a a baddie who tortures people. Um, I, I, he, he has terrible hair. And some reason he hasn't noticed that his best friend is a paedophile. But <laughs> he loves his daughter. The, the Cactus Bill is a great father. And I think we need some uh, some kind of father figure on the team. No, um, um, whose best friend is a paedophile. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, I, I led with the downsides. <laughs> But he's very good at this torture. He's a very good torturer. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> what have you got? I've gone for uh, Chuck from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. In it, he has very bad hair as well. <laughs> yes. But he's actually a surfing instructor. Ooh. Yeah, for those days when, you know, the, 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 the bad bad guy causes a tsunami to happen on Earth, yes. he can surf his way and rescue people should- along the way. It's better than mine. Uh, mine's terrible. It's in. <laughs> I should have gone for my backup, which is John Lennon from the film War Card. Um, okay, uh, Paul Bettany now. What have you got? Um, so, I've not seen many Paul Bettany films. No, yes, I've no. gone for Dust Finger from Inkheart. Ooh, I know nothing about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, he. So, Inkheart is the film about Brendan Fraser who can read characters out from books, right? Okay. Um, yeah, when, whenever he reads the books, those characters come alive in real life. Um so Dustfinger, his character is one of those characters, and he can manipulate fire. He can control fire, just like Johnny Storm does. Okay. Although he's a coward right from the beginning, right? right? Yeah. Um, but he grows in courage throughout the film. Does he? And I don't know this film, but does he still exist at the end of the film? Oh, that's true. I have no idea. Because <laughs> um, just just from that plot line, I'm guessing not. But uh, I could no, be wrong. Maybe not. Yeah, he can go back go back in the book. But if he comes out again, who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, I've gone for Peter Colt from the film Wimbledon. Um, for when, so he's clearly very fit as a, uh, as, a yeah. as a tennis pro. Um, he's he's a nice, upstanding British man. Uh, I don't think there's enough British people on this list so far, um, <laughs> <laughs> apart from Sherlock Holmes, I guess. Um, and Alan Turing. Alan Turing. Okay, there's a few. Um, but more importantly, he's very, very, very lucky. <laughs> Incredibly lucky. Um, and I think that, I think you need that in a, in a superhero team. Yeah, I agree with that. You need uh, and he, strong and he, can, and he can hit tennis balls at people if that's required. <laughs> <laughs> Those are quite painful, Colin. Yes, Those are quite painful. they are. Yeah. Peter Colt in, in the Avengers. Excellent. Um, okay, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, going first? Uh, yes, I am actually. Sorry, yes. Um, I've gone for... Dayton White from the film Logan Lucky now you might remember some of these arguments um, so Dayton White plays a rally driver we might need someone who can drive really fast now you, t- <laughs> you, you turn down my James Hunt yep yep but this guy can drive really fast <laughs> and that's it that's all I've got in, in any of the Avengers films we've seen <laughs> have you ever seen anyone driving um, didn't Iron Man's got some cool cars hasn't he I'm sure he must have driven a cool car at some point um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than my choice. Right. It's um, uh, I've chosen Chris Beck from The Martian, the most forgettable of the entire Martian cast. Um, he's a surgeon. Okay. Someone with medical knowledge is always useful in any fight. Ooh, that is true. That mm-hmm. is true. This is going to be a tough one. I think. Cause I'm looking down the list, and we haven't got anyone medical yet. Mm-hmm. But then we haven't got anyone who drives really fast either. So it's <laughs> <laughs> you're really pushing this down really fast thing, aren't you? Uh, okay, Chris Beck, because he's got experience in space as well. So. Yes. Okay, um, over to you. No, over, yes, over to you for Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, this is so We're getting towards the bottom end of the list now. I, so. Clearly, yeah, I've only seen, I've not seen any of her other films. So I've chosen the one that I thought would may, maybe make some sense. Um, her character in Godzilla, Al Brody. Okay. 
I've not seen that film, so I have no, no idea what happens. I assume she survives. So she's still <laughs> surviving. She runs away from a giant monster. What else do you need to know? What a, she's what a survivalist. What, that's what we need on a hero team. Someone who runs away from monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have seen, I think, three Elizabeth Olsen films uh, outside of the Avengers. Uh, I'm going for Jane Banner in Wind River. Um, she is an FBI agent who goes up to Wyoming, I think it is, um, to track down a... Um, a murderer, effectively. Uh, at the start of the film, she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she, she grows as the film moves on. Uh, I, I think, as an FBI agent, very always good to have on, on the board, on team. Um, she also works well with Jeremy Renner, um, presumably also in his arrival capacity. Yeah, why not, right? Excellent. Also, Jane Banner is a great na- mix of previous Avengers names. Anything um, is better than running away from a monster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, did, did we have Don Cheadle on the list? We had Don Cheadle on the okay, list. Okay, this is... Okay, we're really scraping the rail, but okay, Don Cheadle, go for it. Um, oh, no, I've sorry, chosen... no, sorry, it's me, isn't it? It's... I'll go. Yeah, it's you. Sorry. Go I've gone for um, Graham from Crash because the only other one I knew was Bashatar, and I'm not putting him in. Why? I put Bashatar <laughs> okay. from Ocean's Eleven. Um, his English accent is so unutterably terrible. But he's an explosive appet- but, expert. But his English accent is so unbearably terrible. Yeah, so then you have Sherlock Holmes telling him off then, and Alan Turing telling him off then. You, you, he'll play off the others. What, what can the guy from Crash do? I don't even remember what he played in it, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least this guy's an explosive expert, right? Okay, he can... has, okay, he's in on the condition that he never speaks. Okay, yeah, fine, he has a mute role. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, the last one, uh, I think, unless you've got, unless I've missed out anyone, um, is Chadwick Boseman. Between us, we've seen one Chadwick Boseman film. Yes. <laughs> um, he plays James Brown in Get On Up, and he's in the team because that's by default. That's just funny. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, are we going to do the villain, or should we uh, just leave it at that? Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so there you go. The definitive Avengers reassemble team. We have Sherlock Holmes, Lucas Lee uh, from Scott Pilgrim, Alan Turing, Mace Windu, Carl the Snake, Kevin Backman, the secretary from Ghostbusters, uh, Dylan Rose from Now You See Me, Owen from uh, Jurassic World, Ian Donnelly from Arrival, Nitiri from Avatar, Chuck from whatever Paul Rudd was playing Chuck in. Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Peter Cott, the tennis player, Chris Beck, the uh, uh, surgeon slash astronaut. Mm-hmm. Jane Brown, the FBI agent, Bashatar, the terrible British accent, and James Brown, the godfather of soul. The most powerful has to be the Mark Ruffalo's character. <laughs> yeah. For defying logic. Basically, he's the reason this team is going to win. Um, yes. That's the only way we can win. Well, there you go. That was fun. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, yeah, me too. And yeah, looking forward, in two weeks' time, we'll be talking about the Avengers proper. We will. We will. Mm-hmm. Um if you, the listener, have any suggestions how we can improve that, that uh, Avengers team, uh, let us know at Movies on Twitter or cdzmovies at gmail.com uh, or just comment wherever you see this on Facebook or wherever else. Um, we move on to the quiz. Yes, the quiz that we've been all awaiting. Uh, we certainly have. It's the fast, it's the furious. Um, hit me easy, John. Yes. Question one. Even though the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift is the third film to be released, chronologically it places where among the eight release films? Uh, I looked this up. I think it is the sixth one. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, Los Bandoleros is a short film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes. What does Los Bandoleros translate as? Oh, I don't know this at all. Um, No, what is it? Uh, It's The Outlaws. Oh. I guess ban- Bandit. Bandit is the oh, same yeah. summary. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. Question two. So what's the name of the main protagonist of the Fast and Furious franchise played by Vin Diesel? Oh, wow. I should have looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> he appears in every film, Colin. Ooh, every single film. He doesn't. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, it's a stupid name. I, I did see it. It's a really stupid name. Oh, Dom. Dominic. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. So, apologies to an uncle Dominic. It's, it's not as stupid as I remember. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. It's Dominic Toretto. You're, you're a generous man. Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, I remember that. Every <laughs> single time, Colin, when yes. you ask me about Becky, the thing's ex fiance. <laughs> uh, yes. Was it Becky? I have no idea, <laughs> but that was an awful question. Uh, <laughs> question two uh, Who plays Mr. Nobody in two of the uh, Fast and Furious films? Mr. Nobody. Oh, 
I don't know many of the Fast and Furious actors, though. No, I don't know. I mean, we're making a wild guess here. Go on. Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's cool. Okay. Uh, question three. How many Fast and Furious films were certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh. Uh, does that mean more than 50%? Is that 59%. 59%. That's a threshold, yeah. That's, I looked it up. That's a bit arbitrary, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> Of the eight films, I'm going to say that four of them are. Yeah, you're right. Wow. We're doing really well on this Fast and Furious. Are you sure you've not seen any of them? I watched them all last night. It was like <laughs> <laughs> um, simultaneously. I just had them all on eight screens in my living room. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so amazingly, you need this question to stay in the game. Yeah, go on. Um, which of the franchise, excluding the short films, has the lowest worldwide box office gross? Ah, oh, the lowest one. I've seen this. I think it's uh, Fast and Furious, the fourth film. Oh, no, it's the third one, I'm afraid. Oh, Tokyo Drift? Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> Look at us talking like we know the film. <laughs> <laughs> the really weird thing about these films is that basically, from about five onwards, they, they seem to have different titles in different places. Yeah, 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 they do. So weird. What is the fourth one onwards, actually? <laughs> so well, this is to see whether you can score five out of five, Colin. Okay. Yeah. So, which of the films featured cars being airdropped over the Caucasus Mountains in Azerbaijan? It's quite featured heavily in the trailers, so I'm okay. pretty sure you've seen the trailers before. That feels like it's one of the later ones. I'm going to say the fifth one. No, it's the seventh one. Okay, seven. much later. Okay, um, here you go, Zizan, you've got this one. Uh, Vin Diesel agreed to appear in the third instalment on the condition that Universal gave him the rights to which franchise? <laughs> uh, Riddick, I guess. It is Riddick, indeed. Yeah. Way on the board. And look, look how I, um, when you mentioned that, I played it off really cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very. Just for this, just, yeah. just payback later. Yeah. Definitely no suspicions whatsoever. Yeah. My last question: uh, Which song by Charlie Puth was commissioned for the soundtrack of Furious Seven as a tribute to the late Paul Walker? Oh. This song ended up being the best-selling song of 2015 worldwide. It, it's, it's, I think it's got a title that's really on the nose. Like, um, yes, it's the most watched uh, video on YouTube for a month as well. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's something like "Goodbye, My Friend" or something like that. It's very, very close. Yeah. yeah. No, it's see you again. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, you can you can make it very respectable. You can bring it to within a point um, by telling me the inspiration for the first film came from an article called Racer X from which magazine? Ah, oh, is it? It begins with a V. It does begin with a V, yeah. Is it Vibe? It is Vibe. vibe. Good, good work. <laughs> uh, that makes it 3-2. Uh, and uh, what are we quizzing on next time? No, it's me. It's, uh, um, yeah. We are quizzing on uh, Steven Spielberg films of the 1990s. Oh, wow. Uh, on the basis nice. of that, obviously, Ready Player One being into the last but uh, I looked at Steven Spielberg and thought, well, we need to narrow it down a bit. So, uh, 90s. 1990s is from 1990 to 1999. Yes. Any any year that begins 1990, you can count that as the 1990s. That's not a controversial point, is it? No, no. So, um, mm. This is our shortest episode ever, Zijan. I think that's good. <laughs> our fans... For me, because I'm doing anything. <laughs> all our listeners agree. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> that's, the, that's the main piece of feedback we've had over the years. Stop dragging it out, Kylie. Talk less. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I, I, I want to get I want to get to that magical 54-minute mark. No, no, don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we do next time, Zijan? I know you've already told the listeners, but it's traditional to end this on this. I know. As mentioned many, many times before, and we're looking forward to it coming out this week. Avengers Infinity War, 10 years in the making. Very excited. We will see you then. Bye.